Resnick. Here. Rhodes County is excused, sorry. Rummel. Schmidt. Here. Skidmore. Here. Solomon. Here. Subek. Present. Revere. Here. Weir. Beat our seal off. Present. Brewer. and Clear are excused. We'll just hope I'll leave the uh, roll. While we're, while we're waiting, well, uh, Palm, Palm, 14. Uh, 14 members of the council are present. We will, council's in session. Uh, council President Bedar Silov. Oh, would you like your mic on? I forgot Thank you. about this thing. Thank you, everybody. Um, I will move right now suspension of rules, suspension of rule 2.04, order of business, 2.05, introduction of business, 2.24, ordinances, 2.25, resolutions for items so designated on the agenda. Second. Motion and a second on suspension. All those in favor, aye. Aye. Opposed, no. Motion carries. I would like to move referral of item number three, which is the IATSE um, contract until our October 16, 2013 um, council meeting. Motion, is there a second? Second. Discussion on the referral? 2012. Yes. All in the question the, of referral, seeing I, no discussion, all those in favor to the October 2012 meeting, say aye. 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 Opposed, no. Motion carries. Move approval of items number one, two, and four with a correction on item number four. The date should be the period of January 6, 2013 to January 31st, 2013. So Motion, the first- Motion, is there, is there a second? Thank you. We do have a number of registrations on these items. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna make that point. We have five people wishing to speak We'd like to well, remind everyone this is a special council meeting and uh, this is not a subject of a public hearing. Many of the council members are on a time schedule and we may have a tough time maintaining a quorum if the meeting goes too late. First registrant wishing to speak and I'll call several um, so you can be prepared. Todd uh, Enders, uh, neither supporting nor opposing but wishing to speak will be followed by Carrie Riddle and uh, please come up either to this microphone or this one whichever is convenient uh, Todd is first okay I'm Todd Endress I'm from uh, the Madison Street Department and a member of local 236 and this is Carrie Riddle and uh, the thing I'd like to talk about is the agreement that 236 was given. It was the exact same agreement that Parks Department, or Local 60 was given, which includes Parks Department. 
And the thing uh, that I have a beef with is they had approximately nine hours to bargain for what they were given. And then we were told, that was Friday, I believe, we were told on Monday after supper that we would have a contract meeting for 236 at the same, about the same agreement. We had less than 24 hours in which to uh, discuss and talk about this agreement. The city did not bargain with us. This was basically the same agreement was given to us, which we voted down that night because of many different things. So the thing I'm really concerned about is that uh, we had less than a 24-hour warning, uh, no time allowed for bargaining proposal, and it was just handed to us. And the union body had little to no time to discuss it. And uh, the street department is part of 236, and we're approximately still staffed at the 1985 level, even though many modern methods and equipment has made the jobs more efficient. But when it comes to good old-fashioned jobs like leaf collection and snow plowing, we're hurting many a times for that, for the amount of bodies we really need. So then... Um, I just have noticed, it seems like last year when all the Act 10 stuff came into effect and we were riddled with 5.8% uh, for insurance and 6% for, uh, or 5.8% I believe was for the retirement and 6% for the insurance. Uh, management also got that, but theirs was enacted really quickly after Act 10. Ours didn't kick in until the beginning of the new year. And I felt it kind of funny that the street department, and I don't know if all management, but they were given very shortly thereafter a bonus pay raise of 5%. So theirs was pretty much covered. Ours wasn't. Uh, management is some of the highest paid of city employees, some earning 40 to 40% 40 to over 100% of what we as workers earn. And another little thing, uh, is concerning the city council here. The proposal for the city council president has been made a part-time job, half-time paid. Currently, they earn $10,352. Proposals for $62,750. That's a lot of money. So it just seems like a lot of people but the workers are getting raises because they want us to take a 3% cut and pay with maybe getting that back. So that's pretty much it. Uh, I just wanted you all to know that uh, we're really concerned about this new uh, plan coming out for us, too. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, just in case council members have a question about this, I've asked that the uh, an item be put on our next council meeting for 236 if there should the window for discussion should, should, be, should be still open. Next registrant is, thank you, next registrant is Carrie Riddle who will be followed by um, Jennifer McCauley. All I want to say is sending us a contract in the mail is not bargaining. Come to the table and actually bargain with us. We've given up a lot. I invite every, any one of you to come snowplow with me and see how much I give up for this city, and I do it for the city. Not for you, but for the city. Come join me. Thank you. 
Uh, Jennifer McCauley, who will be followed by Dave Branson. I'll note that Tim Berkeley is available to answer questions. Hi, um, I'm Jennifer McCauley. I'm the staff representative for AFSCME Local 60. And I wanted to thank the council and the mayor for recognizing the value of having a union in the workplace. I would like to thank the members of Local 60 for coming together and supporting to, keeping, to keep their voice in the workplace, even though it might mean less money in their pocket for another year. Madison leaders understand that you can't have quality services without a quality workforce. And the key to a quality workforce is making sure employees have a voice in the workplace. Collective bargaining makes workplaces work better. It's worth protecting, preserving, and even celebrating. So while the terms of this agreement are modest and we were shaped by mutual recognition of tough economic times, it is still worth celebrating. It is clear recognition that in this community, community the commitment to working families is more than lip service. It's how this community does business. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Dave Branson. Hi, my name is Dave Branson, and I'm the executive director of the Building and Construction Trades Council of South Central Wisconsin. I want to thank the mayor and the council for opening up these agreements and for, for bargaining them. And I ask for your support to uh, uh, approve these agreements because I think the collective bargaining agreements are good for both the workers and the city. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, unless someone in the audience wishes that their name be read, I'd just like to note that there are 34 registrants supporting these items not wishing to speak. Discussion? Council or questions if there are any? Council President Vidarsila. No question. I just want to clarify um, because we went that, through that item quite quickly that um, the IATSE um, agreement was referred per request of IATSE because their lawyer um, advised them that they should wait till their October 15th um, board meeting of their organization. So that's why it's coming to us on October 16th if um, depending on the state decision. So just a clarification on that. And um, I would like to thank the local 236 members for being here and tell you that this council president certainly is not going to be making $62,000, nor does she support it. Thank you. Thank you. Further discussion on the question? If not, I would like to now ask um, Labor Relations to um, give a brief explanation of the conditions and terms of this agreement particularly in light of a very misguided and misinformed piece of editorial writing in this morning's Wisconsin State Journal. The agreements are such that um, in, in, with the exception of the city attorney's uh, agreement, which had to be structured a little bit differently, there will be a week break between the end of the 14 agreement and the beginning of the new agreement in 14 on March 16th. We did that. We feel because, based on some advice that we got, that there had to be a break to separate it from the existing labor agreement so we don't jeopardize the existing labor agreement. That new agreement in 14 to March of 15 uh, gives the city the ability to take back up to 3% in base wages. Uh, and it also gives the city the ability to um, alter plan design on health care after January 1, 2015. We have to do, we can do both of those after we meet and confer with the union on both issues. Any questions on the matter? 
If not, I'd like to just make a couple of uh, observations and comments about the agreement, especially in light of the operating budget that you'll be receiving on Tuesday. Is there any objection of my speaking from the chair? If not, thank you. First, I want to thank both city management and the bargaining units in regards to coming to an agreement, knowing that we have this very, very short window. We may have a longer one, but we only know that we have it through this afternoon and early tomorrow morning. It should be understood that without this agreement, two things would happen when we get to March of 2014. One, the bargaining units would no longer exist for the purposes of any kind of relations with the city of Madison. And secondly, that at that time, the city would be in a position to unilaterally act and to make reductions in wages or benefits as it saw fit. What this agreement does for the benefit of the union and the union members is it allows the union to continue to represent the employees for an additional 12-month period of time. I consider that to not only be in their interest, but in our interest. I'm unwavering in the belief that a strong bargaining unit is not only in the interest of the members, but is also in the interest of management. Now, in terms of why would we go into an agreement like this, it's not just because the union will continue to exist, but it means that when we get into a critical period of time starting in 2014, and if nothing else changes, we are going to be forced to make more cuts and reductions. And by having this agreement, we can sit down with the workers who provide the service to the city to figure out what is in everyone's best interest. We can do it as a team, as we've been doing for decades, rather than decisions being made unilaterally. That's the real benefit here. And again, I'm appreciative of the maturity of the bargaining units in regards to their having already faced 8 and 10% real losses in income as a result of Act 10, still willing to sit with us and figure out how to serve the people of this community when it may be necessary for them to take additional reductions in 2014. In the 2013 budget next week, you will see that we are going to go into our reserves to continue city services. There's a recommendation that I'll be making over $1 million to go into our reserves. This is something that should only be done under extraordinary circumstances and if it is a one-time event. Without these agreements, we would not be able to justify making this kind of a decision in a rational and sound manner. And so I will be asking you to look at those reserves specifically for the purposes 
of meeting contractual obligations that were incurred in the past that will in effect take us through 2013 and the first few months of 2014. For any commentator to write that this ties the city's hands is absolutely incorrect. The significant thing about these agreements is that it allows us to sit with the bargaining units to solve the problem of providing city services. How that cannot be in everyone's best interest is, is beyond me. The second thing I wish to do is to challenge Representative Steve Ness to a debate <laughs> of four hours if he has enough time to say anything, if he has enough to say anything in that period of time. In one of the mis most misinformed statements ever coming out of the legislature in the past 50 years, NAS staffers say they'll work with members of the Joint Finance Committee to achieve their goal focusing on the state's shared revenue formula. What I'm about to read is what they believe the state shared revenue formula uh, is the manner in which it operates. This is scary. The formula has been a windfall to Madison and Dane County because it calculates state aid on the basis of community spending versus the income of its population and property value. Cities such as Milwaukee, Racine, and Kenosha, which have lower property values than Madison, are disadvantaged in the competition for state subsidies of government services. As a reminder, Madison receives approximately $6 million under this formula. Milwaukee receives $280 million, and if Madison were to receive the same amount of money as Milwaukee, we'd be receiving about $80 million. Steve Nass's hometown of Whitewater, if we received the same, same aid on a per capita basis as Whitewater, we'd receive about $45 million. There are cities in his district which by state evaluations have greater property value per capita than we do, and we receive less money. I, I'm, this is beyond belief. Um, thank you. <laughs> further, further, please, further, further discussion on the matters before us. Seeing none on the question, which is adoption. All those in favor, aye. Aye. Opposed, no. Motion carries. Move to adjourn. Motion, is there a second? All those in favor, aye. Aye. Opposed, no. Motion carries.